Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 122, and my name is Jeff. With me tonight, the supermarket hot dog sample eating contest champ, Dave Wager. How you doing, man? I am fine, thank you. I do like hot dogs. I do. In the in the grocery aisle, right? They got to be the right kind. What's your favorite? What kind would that be? My personal favorite would be Hebrew National. What? Hebrew those National are good. Hot Those dogs. are good. Anything that's kosher is good. That's true. It's because you know that there's nothing not kosher. That's right. The, the only thing that got in there is beef. It's like you look at the ingredients, it's beef. Well, how can that be bad? So you don't like the value brand hot dog? You got time for a story? I had, uh, <laughs> in college, my buddies and I, uh, we used to go for spring break. Everybody else went to Florida, so we went to Gulf Shores, Alabama, where nobody was. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. You know, we had the whole beach to ourselves and that kind of thing. The only trouble is one year it was just freezing. But we went, and, and we're college kids going to Wheaton College. We have no money. So we go down there, and we, we're trying to figure out, we're camping out at this campsite. So we got borrowed a camp van, and it was just, there was no seats in it. So we all slept in a van, and we brought some tents, and we're out of the campsite. So we went to the store and tried to find something to eat cheap. I found this pack of 24 hot dogs. Oh, boy. For two bucks. <laughs> oh, boy. 24 hot dogs. Can you believe this? Oh, boy. So I thought, man, we are, we are so fortunate. <laughs> So we bought these hot dogs, right? We're sitting there, we're roasting them up, and we're eating. I mean, you guys can eat hot dogs. I mean, you could eat hot dogs. We were all so sick that night. It was oh, unbelievable. It's disgusting. It was unbelievable. So then I'm looking at the label later, cause, you oh, know, and I'm looking at it. It's, it's got, there was like no meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally, on the label, it was like chicken feet, you know. Um, I mean, stuff like that. The whole label was that. And I'm thinking... I feel like I got taken on this one. Yeah. Oh, we we were not right the rest of the trip, man. That that can <laughs> knock you off. So I, I would warn people go with go with something else. Then I remember the name of it and trying not to get in trouble. It was called Bun Pals. Bun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sorry man. if you're listening to our program tonight and you're the producer of Bun Pals. I didn't mean anything by it. I'm just telling a story. <laughs> there you go. So we can get offended. On that note. Jason's back with us on the show. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to have you, man. It's good to see you again. And how's life? It's going good. You know, where it's that time of year where I, my mind is on summer. I mean, not, not because it's warming up, which I'm very thankful that it's been warming up these last uh, few weeks and things are melting and getting all sloshy. But, uh, I mean, for, with my mind, summer's around the corner. That means summer camp here at Silver Tranch. And we got a lot of fun stuff planned for the showdown. But, uh, It'll be a fun summer. So that's that's kind of what I've been up to lately. It's been, it's been exciting. Yeah, last summer was a lot of fun. I know you guys, you did the whole Sherlock and Watson theme, and uh, that was a lot yep. of fun. It was cool to see, and I'm just I'm pumped to see what you guys are going to do this summer, and and the uh, the extent that you go to to make it fun. Camp should be fun, and uh, it's that, and it's a great time to just connect with friends and 
and get something out of it spiritually to really grow in your faith too. So Jason, how do people find out information on summer camp? Yeah, the easiest way is just to go check out our website at sbrsummer.org. That's sbrsummer.org. And it has all the dates for our summer camp. You could register, you could watch some videos on what camp looks like and get excited. Uh, It'll be fun. We're going to build a Western town. We're going to have some fireworks and we're going to do lots of other stagecoach. We're going to have a stagecoach. We have a, we have a working stagecoach, which will be awesome. We'll probably have some cowboy hats and yeehaws and, and, uh, giddy up cowboys as well so uh it sounds like a rare and good time and uh with us also mike odd is back on the show man it's been a while but i'm excited to have you back today yeah it's great to be back a lot of things been happening in life and uh, i've been pretty excited new dad so i've been uh very busy enjoying dad life and uh congratulations broncos won the super bowl so i've been a pretty happy guy you know <laughs> it's been a great year already so Miss being on the show from time to time and talking uh, with you and Dave and Jason and other guests that are on here. And are you actually a Broncos fan? I am actually a Broncos fan. I uh, do you like Peeps too? Then no, I don't like Peeps. Sorry, no, that's unusual. <laughs> Most Bronco fans probably do. Though one other <laughs> random story, my parents did give me a Christmas present that you might like. I remember we used to talk about the selfie stick. I actually have a selfie stick now, thanks to my oh, parents' whoa. Christmas. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know, I could oh. use that, actually, because I, I, I heat my house with wood, and every once in a while, I like to look up the chimney, and a selfie stick would let me get a mirror on it so I could put it way <laughs> into the chimney and take a look. <laughs> All right. Well, you call me up when you need it, so I got yeah, All right. <laughs> All right. Very good. It might be the only use it gets. No. Nah. Yeah, I did take a couple. I mean, I had to try it out. I had to see what it was all about. You know, you see all these uh, teenagers taking pictures and stuff. And so, who'd you uh, take a picture of when you used it? I took a picture of myself, I think, and my son. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's called a selfie stick. <laughs> well, exactly. it'll be it'll be great for my mascot. I have a mascot in children's ministry, and his head's so big. So for me to hold the camera out at my arm length, there's no way I'm going to be able to take a selfie with my lion mascot. So I might need that extension for my mascot if he needs to take a selfie someday. Oh, by the way, I'm not in the mascot. The ki- don't tell the kids that. So, but yeah, <laughs> awesome. So if you take pictures of others with it, is is a is it an others stick? Ooh. Good question. Or, okay. like, do you call it a groupie when you do a, like... A groupie like, stick? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I never thought about these things. I got a groupie stick. A groupie you, stick. you have a selfie stick? I got a groupie stick. No. Hey, well, tonight I want to do an unscientific poll, if you would. And you guys that are listening, you can join in on this as well. I want to see by a show of hands how many of you guys are or have found yourself at one point offended by some political posts you've seen on social media. Yeah, I see that hand. All right, lots of hands just went up. Tonight we're not going to talk about politics and that, but I do want to talk a little bit about tonight as we continue on in our community series talking about offense. One of these things that does come up tends to pull people apart and separate them, isolate them. You know, living with offense, I think today is a continued problem. It seems like it's, again, super easy to become offended in today's world. So whether you see something on social media, it could be about politics, something that a politician said, or something that your friend said about you in a different class that's totally untrue, when is it time? Or have you guys thought about this? Have you seen it happen over and over in your life where you found yourself, maybe you were offended or someone heard something that you said or whatever and suddenly they were offended at you? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's really interesting that for some reason uh, we don't, probably as a nation grasp the idea of what it means to pursue um, life and liberty and, and happiness. We think it, it means that everything has to revolve around me. 
it, and that causes a problem. Everything can't revolve around an individual. If if everything revolves around an individual, how many individuals are there? And not and now, how do we go anywhere with that? Yeah, I mean that becomes a a, a great problem. And and so in in a nation where narcissism, where, where we tend to look at ourselves as the only important factor, how many people are in our nation? Anyone know? Two, three hundred million people divide something to have two hundred million focuses. I don't know. That's that's a pretty small piece of the pie. You can't. There's got to be something where people begin to realize that community is not really just about me. And it's really got to be something bigger than that. And we have to figure out how we can do that and talk about what legitimate offense is. Because I think people do get legitimately offended by certain things. Yeah. I mean, like if they offer you, you know, an Oscar Mayer wiener versus like a Johnsonville brat, you know, that that would offend some people here in Wisconsin. Exactly. Or if, you know, they give a Packer fan a bear hat or something. I mean, that's true. That, that would offend people. So, but I think we need to talk about what the offense really, you know, I think there are people out there that are truly offended. Here, here's my take on it, though. We'll have to talk about it as it comes up. I think if somebody is truly offended, you probably won't hear about it. I think those who talk about being offended all the time probably aren't, but those who don't can be. And we can talk about that more if you want. Yeah, and we're going to talk about kind of the secret lives in our community. There are a lot of things that can come up, that can hang up a community and keep people from actually living in community together. We've been talking about this series, True Community, what it means to build true community and some of the hangups. And tonight we want to talk about some of the secrets that prevent us from living in community. Join us on the tweet back tonight. If you're listening, use the hashtag HNRTB. Join the conversation with us. You can always shoot us an email at hope at hopenet360.com and be part of this conversation tonight. And this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Chat with a live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com, especially tonight if you're going through some stuff and you need to just filter through life with somebody together. Live coaches are available to chat right now on our website, HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, Jason, and Mike Ott back on the show with you tonight. And we're talking about this really hard thing to sometimes figure out in community when you're living in community with people is that... People offend other people. People wrong or harm other people. Sometimes we realize it, and a lot of times we don't. And Dave, we were talking in the break about how people handle offense. So let's say something is said or done, and another person gets offended by it. How do people respond to that? What are some ways that people handle that offense? It's all different. I I really think that um, people who are truly offended usually just get quiet. And, And those are the people that really need help. In, in sorting through something. And I think a shepherd watches over their sheep and they notice when somebody gets quiet and they start trying to figure out ways to communicate with them because they understand there's an issue there. I've had people through the years come to me in the position I'm in and, and say, you know what, at my church or my school, this is going on and this is how my kids are reacting. And, and I can see the hurt in them. And, and what I have to do is begin to try and help them sort it out and how to, how to get through that, either by just forgiving the people and going on or understanding we're all living in a sinful world or actually going to the people. 
when I taught school, I found there were there were a couple things that people did. They they could either just dig in and fight if you disagreed with them, or they could um, actually have a dialogue with you. One example is the the, the C word I used to call it. They, they used to, to, to ask if you were going to censor them, when really all you're doing is asking them to make a choice. Hmm. In other words, every teacher that ever teaches makes a choice of what curriculum they use. I, I don't care who you are. You're going to choose what you teach. Now, if somebody comes to you and challenges what you teach, and you say, what are you trying to censor me? What you're doing is starting an argument at that point. Hmm. Because it's ridiculous to think that anybody at any level in any educational place does not choose their material. They do choose it, which means that they choose not to teach certain things. Yeah. Likewise, in a church, pastors teach and they don't teach certain things. See, they choose that. But mm-hmm. when I go and and I went and challenged a teacher once because there was a, a, a I think a, a family that was legitimately offended. They wouldn't talk to the teacher. They asked me if this curriculum was proper. I said, you know what? Let me go talk to the teacher about it and because I was trying to work it out. And and immediately the teacher looked at me and said, so you're trying to censor me? And I thought, oh. And I stopped the teacher. I said, you know, that's the argument word. I am trying to talk to you about what you're choosing to do here. And and she repeated, you're trying to censor me. I said, okay, we're done. <laughs> I don't have anything to do then because basically you're digging in saying you're just trying to control me and make me do what you want me to do. And, I, and she missed the whole point. I was trying to talk to her about an offended kid. And I had ways that she could work this out and all kinds of stuff. But because she wanted to dig in her heels. I think what you find is that the people that are offended in life, I mean, truly offended, oftentimes they're hard to diagnose because oftentimes they're quiet. And those who are really loud when they're offended, usually they're, I don't think they're really offended. Normally they're manipulative. They want people to think like they do and do what they do, and it becomes more manipulative than offended. Um, and you guys can correct me, but that's just my thought on it. I would probably agree with Dave that those that are truly offended probably tend to be a little bit more quiet because they don't know how to, because there's, there's a sense of hurt there. Right. I think, I know when I'm hurt, my first natural instinct isn't to create an argument. It's more, I suppose, a sense of almost disappointment or... And withdrawal. Yeah, and just trying to understand, yeah. all right, why did, why, why did this person either say this or do this? We confuse offense sometimes nowadays with, with our tendency to want to stir the pot. Because uh, I feel like sometimes we just jump on a bandwagon, especially with social media nowadays, where we just throw our opinions out there and 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 share that but it, like 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 i mean given now i mean there's politics going around you know and and there's things said left and right you know and and people can share their views you know because they're you know quote unquote offended but i, I think sometimes we mix up that word with maybe just something that we just don't agree with right you know i think there's a difference between being offended by something and and something you don't agree with Right, um, you know, and when we, you mix them together, there's trouble because now it's, right. it, either you and I agree on everything, Jason, or I'm offended by you, and I have to make you bad. Right, you know, Boy, whereas, that's not good. Whereas I realize that that there's something like you know, for instance, you know, some of the people that are in politics, you know, I realize that I'm not going to agree with them because they have a different worldview than I do, because they may or may not be a Jesus follower or that sort of thing. Right, and so if I were to be offended by that, I'm missing the point. You know, what I should do is like, yeah, I disagree with them, but from their stance, why would they, you know, align with what right. I think? Because they don't understand that they're missing that, you know, and, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but, but at least the, the ways that I see it in my life, you know, the, the times that I've been truly offended, I, I think my, even my reaction has been to kind of, you know, kind of shrink back and be like, man, that, that kind of hurt. 
hopefully at some point, you know, you go and talk to that person about it in a way that's, you know, like, can you explain why you did this? Um, you know, even as I think about my friends and, and just different people that, I, that I've experienced that with. And I've, I've seen that in young people, too. You know, young people that are truly offended and hurt. You know, you can tell there's a sense of hurt. You know, our natural reaction isn't just to jump and, and start arguing. And, and maybe it's the semantics of it. Maybe it's redefining, like, what we think offensive is or being offended. Words are powerful. I could probably put myself as a, an example. As a children's pastor, a youth pastor, we speak and we're around kids and we affect them more than we realize. And uh, I remember uh, I pulled up an email that I kept with me to remind me that words are powerful. During college, I was a uh, camp counselor for a summer and, act- and an activity coordinator. And as a college student, they would put an assistant with me and uh, they were normally high schoolers. In this case, I had a 14 year old female that was with me and I was a college student. And uh, we went throughout the summer. She helped me for a couple weeks. Didn't know I did anything wrong, but got an email two and a half years later about conversation that I didn't really talk to her very much, uh, that I ignored her or I talked with other staff uh, more than I talked with her. And uh, for me, a lot of times in those type of situations, especially a college student along with a high school student, I would kind of distance myself, especially with the male-female type thing. And so I don't doubt that there was times where I kind of probably <laughs> avoided some things and some conversations and stuff, but never tried to really like hurt her or anything. And so I got a, a, an email from her, and uh, she talked about you know anything from feeling condescended for, about me uh, to being ignored to I don't know if you thought I was weird or young or not one of the popular kids, but so what? It was like I wasn't even there. And uh, so thanks for everything. Don't email me back. And it was a hard one to learn, especially as a young guy in ministry as a college student, because, you know, I responded back. Don't know if she ever got the email and tried to patch up things and apologize for being affecting her her life in a negative way. Yeah. Told her that I hope that she can find a way to put it behind her and that it wouldn't affect her because apparently, you know, an email two and a half years later, it was something drastic in her life that stuck with her from age 14 to I'm guessing she was around 16 and a half at this time. And so things we say or things we don't say affect people. And sometimes as a person in in ministry, I'm going to say something during youth group that could hurt a kid. And uh, I had to be real careful with my choice of words and then also just watch for those reactions of pulling away. You are right when normally things are quiet, they don't say anything. Uh, That's normally when you know you offended somebody. And so I have to be very careful to watch for those signs because you'll see a teenager start pulling themselves away and Hmm. you might never know what happened. And it might have been just a line that you said during a message where you said this and you did the opposite to that individual. And they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this youth ministry um, because my youth pastor uh, hurt me in some way. And so um, in ministry, we have to be careful. In life, we have to be careful. We yeah. affect people through our words. And so that was an example, a personal one that's bitter to me, but I keep it, um, that email and that memory of not because it was a big mistake, which it was a big mistake, but it reminds me how to use my words and to continue to uh, make sure that I don't hurt people. 
Have you been hurt? Have you been offended? We'd love to hear from you tonight. You can share your story with us. You can email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Or you can jump on the tweet back. You can share something silly or just something maybe dumb that someone said to you that it just rubbed you the wrong way. You got really offended and now, you know, things are maybe different today. Share it with us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. And this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. Also, right now, live coaches are standing by to chat at HopeNet360.com. Click on the Chat Now button there on that slider, that first slider that pops up on the homepage. Jeff, DW, Jason, and Mike with you on the show tonight. Guys, we've been talking about this problem that seems to keep happening on a daily and sometimes hourly basis. Mike, you were sharing about a moment where in your own life you had said something, you'd done something, uh, maybe you had just said some things that offended somebody else. Someone took them and they took them to heart. They took them personally and it, it created friction and it created really a break in that relationship. I can totally relate to that because I think every one of us has been through a time where we said something or done something that's offended somebody, whether it's been knowingly, like I consciously did something or said something for me, it tends to be when I'm trying to be funny and I'm trying to be humorous and I'm trying to make somebody laugh. And unfortunately, what tends to happen or what can happen easily if you're not careful and realize the power of your words like you're talking about is you can say something or do something to shed light on something maybe that someone has an insecurity about or that maybe really did happen in their life and you decide to take it and make it a punchline. And I've had to train myself to watch out for what I say or what I do when I'm trying to be funny. I can be funny, but I don't have to use other people to leverage a funny moment. You know what I'm saying? And I've done that more in my life where I've said something and, I've, and someone has just kind of been like, you know, you said that. And I was like, that kind of hurt. It kind of stung, you know? And so you have to go back and you have to correct it and, and make it right. It feels like, you know, like you disappointed yourself. You let people down, you let somebody else down. And, and then how many other people saw that, you know, then you have to apologize to a large group of people or maybe a small group of people. So the hard thing for me is once I have offended somebody and I know about it, I do like to be that peacemaker kind of a thing, but I still know, I still have that, that thought that I hurt somebody, you know, and I, I wasn't intending on that. I don't want to be somebody that's known as being a bully where I'm just, you know, I'm throwing out punchlines and I'm, you know, basically just kind of broad brushing people and saying things that someone can take them and not even take it out of context. They can listen to what I said and what I said actually is something that hurts. Like it's just hurtful. And I'll admit it. I'll openly admit that. And I think every one of us has said something, done something, that legitimately has offended somebody else. How do we deal with that? How do we wrestle with that? Be a part of our tweet back tonight and share your thoughts on that. Guys, I want to hear from you guys. I'm sure I'm not the only one in this. I'm not going to ask you to air out your experiences or dumb things that you've said or done uh, knowingly or unknowingly that offended somebody else. But have you been in that place before where you've had to kind of face reality and say, yeah, I need to own that. That was that was my mistake. I, I'm sorry. And try to make it right. Oh, yeah. You know what? My words work a lot faster than my brain sometimes. I, there's no doubt. I think anyone who's who's a teacher, they think on their feet, and sometimes they, they talk quickly, and sometimes they haven't thought it through as well as they should. They get a lot of people listening to them, and unfortunately, we put people on pedestals. Mm-hmm. And so when you put someone on a pedestal, you expect them never to make a mistake. And when they do, you're devastated by it. 
and you're either devastated personally or because you backed the person or whatever else. Even if it's one issue, I don't know how many books I have people read. I say you should read this book and I always get criticized, it seems, by somebody that says, well, do you know they said this on page 324 in one, one, in a one sentence in the whole book? And, and why would you have somebody read this? I'm thinking, well, because of the overall picture in the book is what I'm trying to get. And I know that, that I am a sinful creature, which means that I'm still in progress, I'm still developing, I'm still becoming who I should become. I just get to do it more in public. So be gracious. If you see me be an idiot about something, you know, be, be gracious. It's not like I'm trying to offend somebody. I mean, I promise you that. That's not the goal. I, I've never gotten up yet and said, I hope somebody's offended by what I say. <laughs> you know, that's not the goal. Now, is, is, do I hope someone's bothered by what I say? Yeah, I do at times. I, I hope someone is. Do you guys get the difference in that between being offended and bothered? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it okay to be bothered by something? Isn't that what we, we, we as teachers do is we say things in a way that if, Somebody's not doing what they should, according to the scriptures, that they're bothered by it? Is that an offense when you're bothered? That's a really great question. Yeah, I haven't thought about that, but I, I think it is. I mean, it's there's a, a difference between it. One of them, I think, maybe deals with the person. So if I'm offended, what I'm really saying is you've attacked me. You've attacked maybe my identity or something about me, whereas... But what if I am attacking something about you? What if I am doing that and I mean to? I don't know. Uh, for example, let's say you were involved in um, movie production, all right? Yep. So you're making a movie, and in the movie there's some really sketchy scenes, some sexual, you know, scenes that are not right. And, yeah. And I, and I come to you and I say, you know what, that's not right. And what I'm doing is, is trying to get you to see that something you're doing isn't right, and, and I'm okay if you're bothered by that. You know, I'm okay, if you, I'm okay with that. So that's not a fence. So what if I throw out the, the old millennial argument of, well, you know, what's right for me is right for me, and what's right for you is right for you. Don't judge me on my, on my work. I would say, well, you've just gone into a world that has no absolutes. Hmm. And because the only thing that I would talk to you about is something that's absolute. And it is absolutely wrong to have any sexual perversion for anyone's enjoyment on a screen at all. And, and so, you know, we're talking about something that's absolute here. We're not talking about something that, that is, um, you know, we're not talking about something that people have opinions about. We're talking about something that it doesn't matter what your opinion is. Yeah. It's not right. Yep. Or it is right. I mean, there are things in life where your opinion doesn't matter. And boy, that's almost offensive statement itself. Mm-hmm. When you think about it. But what are the things where your opinion doesn't matter? It doesn't matter if you say, I think God should let everybody into heaven and, and nobody should pay for their sins. Well, that's nice. Or, or if somebody says, I just think God is this way, but he's not that way. It would be like you saying, I think Dave Wager is just this way. And you describe me as five foot three, 300 pounds. I mean, that kind of thing. And then when you meet me, I'm six foot two, 200 pounds. You go, well, that's not who I imagine. So you're not him. It's like, no, wait a minute. It doesn't matter what. Here's reality. Here's reality. There are some things that are reality. And if reality offends somebody, then you need to realign yourself. Because if reality offends you, that, that's a problem. If opinions offend you, then now that's the discussion we can have. And, and then there's some things that just offend you. And again, I think they, they're just part of life. Uh, you know, meat offered to idols or something else that, that basically I'm doing something that I don't even know bothers you. And what the scriptures are clear is if I'm doing something 
that isn't absolute truth, but I'm doing something that bothers you, I need to, to work at not bothering you because the purpose isn't to bother you. You know, I mean, that isn't the purpose. So I can give something up. I can give up this. I can give up that. It's not that important because if it's a barrier, I need to knock it down. But if the only way for you to be my friend is to tell me that Jesus is not Christ, he is not God, and that you can live a sinful life, if that's the only way that we're going to be okay is if I approve that, then I'm not going to approve that. And 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 the offense is there. Uh, do you know even in the Bible, the Apostle Paul talked about how, how groups are offended differently? The Jews, the cross was the offense to them. Yeah. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So, so, I mean, it wasn't like he, the Apostle Paul saying, you know, you better not talk about the cross with Jewish people. He just said, no, they're offended by it. Whoa. Well, what do you do with that then? Never bring it up? Hey, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk more about what the difference is between being bothered and being offended. What things should bother us? Today, we see a lot of examples and we see a lot of news headlines about topics like racism and, Dave, like you talk about with pornography or just the over-sexualization in our culture. What things should we just tolerate and what things should actually offend us? This is something that I think needs to be discussed. We need to figure out and, and work through because one is a matter of preference. The other one's a matter of principle. So how do we wrestle with this? Join us on the tweet back tonight. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And the second half of HopeNet Radio is coming up. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of this conversation tonight, it's been a great one. Subscribe to the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And you can use your favorite podcasting app. And you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. But whatever your favorite app is, you can go and download, subscribe to our podcast, download episodes. And we'd hope that you do share with your friends, share the thoughts, some of the ideas and, and things we're talking about with your circle of people, your community. Tonight, it's been about being offended, which I think every single person who's listening can relate to. We've all either offended somebody in our life or we have been offended. We have taken something that someone said or they did, whether they realized it or not, and we've taken it to heart and felt like, oh, they did that against me. And so they disappointed me. There's all these different feelings that go into it. We're kind of unpacking this topic of offense related to living in community. Offense really does, at the heart of it, offense, being offended or offending other people, tears apart community. It breaks it apart. It limits community. It limits effectiveness. When you think about doing things that uh, will help your community to be better, oftentimes what keeps people from partnering together and collaborating on different things that it would improve the community is they've allowed offenses to build up and become bitterness and, and keep people apart. And a lot of times it segments, it isolates, and it really does bring about ineffective community. And so we've been talking about this the last few weeks about building community. And Dave, you brought up a really great question, what the difference is between being bothered by something, being offended by something. And maybe there's a third term in here. I went and did a little Reddit uh, search, and I was searching for these words, being offended, being bothered. And they use a third word, triggered. And I saw a really great definition on this. We'll put this into our show notes. But they use this as like a scale. 
Like being bothered, being offended, and being triggered is like a scale of progression. So on the front end of it, you can be bothered by something, and it doesn't really hurt you. It doesn't really affect you, but it just, you know, it makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Being offended is a little bit more you know, it's something like, I would put it this way if I was talking like you, like you talk about Dave explaining it to an eight year old. Someone puts onions on your burger. That would maybe bother you. Somebody calls you an onion. That would probably offend you. Somebody takes an onion and they throw it at your face. That would probably trigger you. Would you agree with that kind of well, definition? I, I think what, yeah, what you're, you're basically saying is there's, there's a, a deliberate try and attempt to bother somebody. And when you do that, now, this is a, an interesting conversation because if you're going to be offended, what that simply means is is that probably part of your life has been challenged that you have defended. There's something in your life that you're defending. You do this and you do it and you believe it's right and you might have talked to other people and, and now you're offended when somebody challenges that. And instead of talking about the subject, you begin to talk about the person and their credentials. Like, let's say if Jason were challenging me on something, and instead of me going back to him and talking about it, I just say, well, you're an idiot anyway. Now, what did I just do? I I didn't talk about the subject at all. Mm -hmm. I dismissed it all by calling you an idiot. Now now I'm done. And and the only reason I'm not listening to you is because you're an idiot. So (laughs) now the whole subject is not even talked about at this point. Yeah. Now, now that to me, when you're offended, when somebody does something intentionally to bother somebody, whether it be onions on a burger or whatever, why do they do that? Why would you intentionally try and bother somebody to show that you have power or authority? Or, and we don't do that. I mean, that's not what we do. On the other hand, how can we get somebody to learn something if we don't get them offended? And a question for all you guys. Did, were the Pharisees offended by Jesus? Absolutely. Yeah. Was it bad? Uh, I think Jesus was right in his assessment. Okay. I mean, how are you going to how are you going to trump Jesus? Really? Yeah. So th- there's times where you actually say something that will actually trigger somebody to be bothered by their lifestyle. That's not offense. Hmm. That's not offense. That needs a discussion instead. Right. And and we can see in the Bible different reactions to it. The Pharisees reacted by eventually shouting and getting people to shout, crucify him. That's how they dealt with it. Let's just kill him. Mm-hmm. How about that? that? That'll solve all of our problems if he's just dead. However, the woman at the well, she did something else. She didn't fire back. She realized what Jesus was saying was true. And she responded to it. And that's real interesting. Um, there are times where Jesus confronted somebody and he said, and, and go and sin no more. Don't sin anymore. Don't do that. See, what he did is he said, what you're doing in life isn't right. It's not working. And I want to help you. And the way I can help you is by, by letting you see that you can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So why would you be offended by somebody telling you something that's so obvious? You know, Jason, if, if, you were, if your life was miserable right now, if you're just a miserable person, and, and I sat down and you told me, Dave, I'm just miserable, and you and I were talking, and I said, Jay, you know, maybe you're just too focused on yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, am I trying to help you or am I trying to offend you? You'd be trying to help me. Yeah, but you could be offended. Right, right. Now, see, it, but do I need to offend you so I can help you? Mm-hmm. Man, there's a two-way street here, you know, and it's not that I want to be powerful or anything. Yeah, and I think I think sometimes we mask that with a different phrase, and I, this just came to mind, you know, we use the phrase tough love sometimes. Right. That's how we're being intentionally offensive to people, you know, because I think about even when I mentor some young people, 
You know, and there's times I tell them things that I know rightly that they're not going to like. Right. And that might offend them. But it's not because I'm trying to, you know, get them to get upset. I'm really trying to spur on a thought process to help them grow and learn. Yeah. And you're willing to be vulnerable, to put it out there. Yeah. And if they ignore you from that point on and hate you, has that ever happened? It's happened. Yeah. It's happened to me more than I'd like to say. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's maybe because of my own inadequacies and communication skills, possibly. And sometimes I review it and I think, I I don't know what else I could have done. Mm -hmm. But see, here's what happens. If you go after me, Jason, if you go after me and say, you know, Dave, you need to consider this. I have a couple options. Number one, I could look at it and and realize, yeah, you know, I need to consider. Jason's looking at it from the outside. He's not my family. He's not. Or I can make you the enemy and make you the problem. And therefore, I don't have to deal with it anymore because it's really your issue. Mm -hmm. Boy, if I do that, that's not legitimate offense, by the way. Legitimate offense that we're talking about, if you don't want to offend somebody, is that part where, you know, you've said something and somebody in the crowd or somebody you're talking to just has these flashbacks and they're hurt and they don't talk to you about it. And it actually hinders their, their growth and development. Mm-hmm. And that's different than challenging something yeah. in their life that is legitimate to challenge. Um, and how you do it as well is, is important. And it's great that you talk about that. I think today in our society, we are continually becoming, as I've watched anyway, it seems like we're becoming much more sensitive. And I think in a way, overly sensitive, where it's leading to a culture and a society where in, in some cities, in some places, there's a very volatile group of people that tend to rise up and, and make things even more dangerous than they should ever be. Um, and I, I'm looking at examples like you see in Ferguson or Baltimore and things we've seen over the last few years where, okay, rightfully, there are some things that should offend us. There are some things that should bother us. And injustice is happening. There are things that should bother us. Don't get me wrong there. But what I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing in our society and what I've experienced in my own life is that I could say something and do something that wasn't even intended in the slightest way to offend somebody. And we become so sensitive to certain things or certain words or certain, I don't know, phrases. I don't know what it is, but behaviors. And we get so offended. We get so whatever. And we do what you talked about, Dave. Either we be quiet or we rise up and we create this big stink. We kind of persuade other people to see our point of view where it becomes destructive and it breaks down community and it does not help solve what originally was the problem. And I think our solutions oftentimes, we can't move to volatile means, but I see that happening. I see that in, in friendships where you said something, you did something, and now I'm going to knock your lights out or something. It That can't be our, our initial response when we're offended or even bothered by something. And uh, I think it's worth talking about. Well, I want to look at Romans 14 when we come back here and kind of discuss about some things that Paul wrote about because, again, there's such application here. And uh, I would love to hear some of your thoughts as well. So jump on the tweet back tonight, guys, as you're listening. Be a part of our conversation. Use the hashtag HNRTV. And this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. 
Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Join us tonight on the Tweetback. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Also on our website, HopeNet360.com, we have show notes for tonight's episode. And we've got some really great links, some great things talking about community, what traits, what necessary qualities we need to build community. We've got some pointers there for you on our website, HopeNet360.com, under tonight's show notes. Guys, I wanted to move into Romans 14. There's this passage that Paul writes here, and and he's talking about how we should treat other believers, and especially related to offense. And uh, I'm just going to start reading right at verse 1. The whole passage is just full of things to do and things not to do and how to live in a way that, you know, hopefully not offend someone, but if you do, how to own it, how to kind of be thinking a couple steps ahead of you. So starting at verse 1, it talks about accepting other believers. Paul writes, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't, and those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Interesting there. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Those who eat any come. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and the dead. So, why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Some really strong words here from Paul. And uh, I, guys, looking at the whole context of this, being offended, and looking at the words that Paul writes here in Romans 14, what are your guys' initial thoughts? You, you know, I think when you're talking, there's some principles there that are all the way through the Bible. And first of all, you know, everybody's sinful. Dave Wager is a sinful person. Everybody else is sinful. So, we, we're going to live in a world of fallen people. So, there's going to be mistakes all over the place. And when there are mistakes, um, we have choices of whether you can be offended or we can help the person who made the mistake get better. The other thing that just goes through there, I always look for lines of, of principles in there. And the lines of principle through all the Bible are, yes, we're all sinners. The second principle I see in there is everything that we do, we need to do to honor God. And you know what? It, that may look different because as I look at my life, I'm saying, here's how I'd like to honor God. And I do a certain thing. Jason or, or Mike or Jeff, you might look at me and say, well, I, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. Well, that's fine. You do that. Then. You know, I mean, I have different gifts, different talent. I'm a body part. I'm a finger. You know, you're a kneecap, whatever it might be. So, so we might do it differently. But the goal is that we do something that honors God. And the third principle I see in there is it's not really about Dave Wager. It's not about self. So, so when I apply the principles I see there, the, the fruit of applying the principles is what I see in Romans 14. If I'm not applying those principles in Romans 14, it's because I'm not applying the principles that are taught all the way throughout the Bible. And and so a lot of times I think what the Bible talks about is like a barometer for us. It doesn't determine the weather. It just tells you what the weather is and what's coming. I might actually say to you sometime, you know what? I think Sunday, on Sunday, I like just doing nothing, not cutting grass, not doing anything, just spending time with God and my family. 
And if you said, oh, you're a legalist and you're no, all of a sudden you're saying, well, I do it differently. I give God a couple hours every day and my family. And you know what? What is God saying here? What's the principle? Live by the principle. And it might actually, the method might be different. And, and before I let you guys go on here, my dad's advice years ago to me was understand the difference between principles and methods and don't argue about methods, but protect principles. And, and that's, I think, what we do here. I don't know if I'm going to track along, but uh, I know uh, as I was kind of looking at Romans 14, I also look kind of at Galatians 5, uh, 13. It says, we're called to be free, but not to use our freedom to indulge in the flesh. Hmm. And uh, you need to be careful looking uh, first and foremost to your walk with Christ. Um, if you're a follower of Jesus, especially um, to make sure that you're aligned with God's Word. And there's some things in God's Word that offends me. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that offend me um, because it offends my flesh. And if I'm walking uh, in the Spirit and uh, walking with Jesus, um, there are going to be things that offend me, but it's because I'm being convicted on it, and I need to be able to take care of it. And for me, sometimes I have people come in my life that offend me because they're doing it out of love. I mean, I can think of a couple of college professors that offended me because I thought I had a great paper and they thought I could do better. And it offended me at first, but then when I sat back and looked at it, they loved me enough to say, hey, I expect more out of you. I know there's more in you. Oh. Um, there's plenty of things that we can get offended. I mean, I've chased people down driving in their cars because their gas cap's hanging out. And, <laughs> you know, the person probably was offended. I might be blowing my horn or I might be chasing them. And they'd be like, what in the world's going on? And uh, I was trying to help the person out. And I think for us is we need to sometimes get out of our own perspective and look at what the other person's trying to say to us. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. And sometimes we can walk away saying, okay, I'm going to take this from them and I'm not going to take this. I loved what uh, Dave said earlier about, I think he said something about books. And, um, you know, and I don't know if that was on the show or in between, but he said he'll, he'll offer a book to somebody and they'll be offended by one thing in the book, but then they missed out on all the golden nuggets that that book had to offer. Uh, a lot of times when I recommend a book, I say, hey, look, there's some good things in it and there's some things that might not align with you. Take the good things out of it and leave the other stuff behind. And sometimes we need to do that in relationships with others. And that's what community is there for. That's why God wired us for community is to make sure that we go down paths that are healthy. Uh, I'd want somebody to tell me that my car was going towards a cliff, not you know, signs yeah. telling me to stop. Right. I'd rather have people tell me than to be like, okay, um, like this video that my pastor shared with me, um, a person got back, their neighbor asked them where they were, and these are like, we we're at our Easter church service, and it was really good. And the neighbor was like, well, didn't, didn't I matter enough for you to even invite if it was that good? <laughs> and, you know, those type of thought processes for me is, is to pull yourself out of the perspective, look at it from outside the box and say, hey, do I need to correct things? Um, are people seeing things in me? I'd kind of just continue off of what you guys just said. Um, just looking at Romans 14, the, the, the kind of core, and, and this kind of goes back to just the way that we're called to live our lives, is that we just need to live our lives realizing that we're, we're pointing people to Jesus. you know. And so even the way that I respond to people in my life and the way that I even use just the things that are in my life, whether it be social media or uh, conversations that I have, 
my goal at, and and I, you know sometimes I'm more successful at this than others is to is to display Jesus in the way that I either respond or share uh, with somebody. I think that's what really what is at the heart of what Romans 14 is, is getting at. You know, you look at verse eight, it says, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. And it, and it, it helps me reflect on even what my life verse is. And, you know, I go back to Galatians 2.20, for I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's really what life is about. And as we live in community, which is what we've been focusing on, you know, we need to realize that there's going to be some people within our community that aren't, you know, at that point in the relationship with, with Christ. And we need to understand that. And so they may say things that, that might be offensive, but we need to overlook that because we need to love them and point them to Jesus so that they can see the bigger picture. Um, and so we, we need to, to realize the grand scheme of things. And that's, we, first and foremost, we need to love God. And then we need to love those around us. And so if that means, you know, building thicker skin so that we can be intentional about the way we are or aren't offended, I think that's what we need to do. Have you been offended this week? Chat with one of our live coaches tonight on our website, hopenet360.com. This conversation will wrap up when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Guys, this has been a very lively conversation. Lots that we could continue to talk about. And, and of course, we're not going to solve everyone's problem of being offended. Maybe you are offended. Maybe you're offended for the right reasons. It's okay to be offended. I'm not saying we should avoid being offended. There are some things, Dave, you said that we should be bothered by. And, and I want to talk about some of those things as we wrap up the show tonight. But, you know, guys, looking at Romans 14, the second half of this passage really talks about the reality of things. Eventually, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of God. And it, it continues to go on. Paul writes in Romans 14, the scriptures say, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each one of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning one another. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. And it goes on. You can read it for yourself, Romans 14. But guys, as we're wrapping up the show tonight, you know, we're talking about some different things. Sometimes being offended really boils down to being a, you know, it's just a matter of preference. But sometimes we are bothered by things. We are offended by things and potentially triggered by things that really are important. They really do matter. How do we know the difference between those things? What are some of your guys' final thoughts tonight? I think that we have to all be careful to understand the truth sometimes and often will offend us, and it should. If I have bad breath and somebody comes and is a friend and says, hey, man, you got bad breath, I don't need to strike out at them and get mad at them. I need to correct the problem. You know, and I need to almost be thankful that there was somebody that was kind enough to tell me because for everyone that's kind enough to tell me something, there are 10 people whispering behind my back, don't talk to him, he's got bad breath. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's, it's those kinds of things. You, you really in, in life, you need to learn to laugh at yourself a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree. I remember there was a, a professor in Dallas Seminary and, and he was a great lecturer, a great teacher. Everybody just loved him. And, and there was one class where he lectured. He always had his hands in his pocket and walking around. But there was one class where the whole class, he lectured, and his, his zipper was open the whole time. And, you know, at the end of class, someone came and said, hey, Prof, your zipper's been open the whole class. And he just howled 
He just thought, you know what, am I dumb or what? I mean, that is something else. He wasn't offended. It was like, you know what, thanks for telling me, because all of the rest of class was just thinking, his zipper's open. Nobody said anything. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, you know what, if you see somebody and there's an obvious issue there, um, the truth is actually something that sets you free. It doesn't cause you to be enslaved. Living in a world of lies enslaves you. You got to manipulate things and keep it. But living in a free world sets you free. And so I encourage you, live in a free world. And when there's truth out there, don't decide to be offended. Decide to respond to it. And I think uh, you'll find a better world to live in at that point. Yeah, and I think that that's important. And, and just thinking in the context of community as we've been thinking about, I think that's the key is engaging in the discussion that needs to take it beyond just getting either upset or, or frustrated about, you know, things that, that bring offense. You know, because there will be things that, that we're offended by that, that might help us grow. And Dave, I think, just hit on that. And then there will be those things that, that do offend us that might hurt us. You know, and that's, we, we talked earlier in the show about where we might, you know, get quiet and reserved and, and contemplate it. And, and I would encourage you to, one, one of the things that we reiterate on the show all the time is, is have those conversations. Don't allow an offense to just cause you to wallow in, in, in hurt and, and even self-pity. You know, use it as a way to, to grow in community with each other. You know, in the times where I've been, you know, hurt because of an offense, you know, I do take the time to, to think, but then I go back to that person and say, you know what, you said this. Can you, can you help me understand why you said this? You know, and I'm not going to argue with them, but I'm going to help learn, you know, because, you know, if you go back to argue, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you go to help open up a conversation, that's where then growth can take place. And even trying to discern the right ways to do that, because then there are things that, that might offend you that you just need to brush off. Right. Um, because, it's coming from a person that might not get it, yeah. you know, or might not understand the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, and so just as you get offended, just take a moment to think and pause and reflect on, all right, where's this coming from? Is, is there some truth behind it? And how should I respond? And I think, I think it would help in the greater purpose of building that community that we're talking about, being intentional within that community. Yeah. Um, that way we can spur and encourage each other on towards growing in our relationship with Jesus and sharing Jesus with others and growing in our walk with Jesus. Yeah, one of the great lines is, you know, if, if, if I've been offended by you, Jay, it's one of the great lines would be to come to you and say, can you help me understand this? Yeah, absolutely. Not, you're an idiot, why did you say this? Yeah. No, can you help me understand this? When you do that, you've opened up the door for dialogue rather than, because what you're assuming is you had a good reason for this. Yeah. And you might come back to me and say, you know what? I had no good reason for it. I was just a jerk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can accept that too. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it's all over then. Yeah. Or you can say, well, here's why. Here's my thought process. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And now all of a sudden it's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, the phrase, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. And if you can go back to that other person and actually listen to what they're saying, maybe you interpreted it wrong. Um, maybe you interpreted it right, but at least you understand completely what the other person uh, is saying. I mean, if somebody offended you, I mean, don't don't wait two and a half years uh, like that that individual I talked about at the beginning to to go talk to that person. You need to you need to stop replaying the event in your head, and you need to actually seek out that person if you can seek them out, and you need to learn forgiveness and try to to move on because if you let something baggage in your life. It's going to hold you back the rest of your life. You can't move forward. 
but if you can seek for forgiveness and restoration with the individual and you can move on, it's going to only make, not just make you a better person, but it's going to teach you to love people. It's going to teach you to forgive people. Um, it's going to teach you to be a better listener. Uh, it's going to teach you a lot of things. And uh, one last thought that I had, too, is don't put people up on pedestals. Uh, I know Dave said that, and that's something I've always had in my life, um, where I put a professor or a speaker or a pastor up on a pedestal way too high, and then they say something, and it offends me even so much more. And uh, everybody's human. I'm human. I say stuff that I regret. Don't put them up on the pedestal too high that when they do say something to you, you're offended. And uh, I think, too, that community is really strong. And my, my, my line would be it's better to eat Twinkies with good friends than it is to eat broccoli alone. Um, continue to build community. Put good people in your life. But if you can, you would probably want to eat broccoli with people, right? With maybe <laughs> broccoli. With Twinkies. <laughs> Don't condemn somebody who loves to eat broccoli. That was what Paul wrote there in uh, Romans 4. Would you eat broccoli and Twinkies together? Ooh. No. I, I would rather eat broccoli over Twinkies. But... How about broccoli and cheese? Let's get on to something. Any takers? <laughs> anyway, you know, that's the, it's so easy to keep on in, in talking about this because we all struggle with it. We all deal with this stuff. But I want to encourage you tonight. There are a couple of ways that we can resolve this in our own lives. First of all, I have to find a way, if I'm offended, if I'm bothered by something, I have to deal with it. I have to address it. I have to pour that out. I think what can happen if we're not careful is we can allow an offense to take root in our life. And the more we allow offenses to stack on top of one another, on top of one another, and eventually it's going to do what it does in my life and probably what it does in your life is it builds up and it creates this pressure point. Eventually, you're just going to explode. You'll either explode or you'll implode. And what I mean by that is it'll become destructive. It'll destroy your life. It'll eat you up inside. And not only will it steal your joy, but it will also affect you in a way where you go and steal somebody else's joy and maybe create regrets from that. And maybe you've experienced that in your life and you have regrets from that. It's never too late to at least talk with God, have that conversation and repent and turn from that. And if you can, if you can go to that person that you've hurt, you've offended so terribly bad and try to make it right, do something where you acknowledge your mistakes that would be a healthy way to deal with that. So pour out the offense. The second thing is go to somebody who's close to you, who you know you have a relationship with, and just go and open up the conversation and say something like, have I said or have I done something in the last week or the last month or ever that's just offended you that you've never really opened up and shared about with me? And have an, have an attitude where you just want to understand. You just want to open up that conversation. Uh, don't look at what they say and take it to a personal level right away. Look at it objectively. And as they're talking, as they're sharing, maybe they are sharing some stuff that, yeah, you've done this. You've said this. I didn't understand it. It's been bothering me for so long. That will open up a door for healing to take place. So sometimes instead of waiting for someone to come to you and finally get up the guts to come and say, hey, this is what you said. What do you mean by it? Maybe you have to just go and be humble and open that door for that conversation and, and just ask that question. Have I said something? Have I done something that's offended you? Can we talk about this? And just be willing to listen, like like Mike said, and just have you know the ears that are just willing to listen. And if you need to, don't excuse your actions, but own up to them. I think that's an important thing as we're, as we're wrapping up the show tonight. So go and check out our show notes for tonight's episode on our website, hopenet360.com. Lots of stuff there, lots of interactive things that you can take with you this week and use in your conversations about offense and building community. For all of us here on HopeNet Radio, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye-bye. Later. See ya. Thank you.